All righty, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is in the studio in Philo. Jim, happy Sunday evening to you. Is it snowing there? We got a light dusting today. We got a, it, it was funny because I, I was hanging out with a couple friends yesterday, and one of them had on their phone said it, said it was supposed to snow, and then myself and somebody else we just had it was supposed to rain. So when I woke up this morning, I thought it was raining and there was some snow and, and it didn't it stuck a little bit as the day went along. But the, the, the immediate take I had, Jim, was like, if you saw this, <laughs> you would I don't think you would even qualify this as snowing. I, I think uh, you would say this was like a heavy, a heavy rain. Like this was not a snow in your for your books. Oh. I'll tell you what was snow in my books in Portland is the mm-hmm. the famous weekend that I came up there and helped you uh, when you got a new dog. Yeah, that and, was about two years ago. It was two years ago now? And it, there was over a foot of snow, and then it started raining, and it froze over the top. Yeah, which yeah. is that was what made that trip so crazy was that it snowed, and then it, then the snow iced over, and it got yeah, and, and That happened many of my years in Vermont and New York. I mean, all it takes is a lot of snow, and then one warm day, and then the clouds blow away, and it freezes I, again. It's just I remember you you decided to take my little two wheel Ford Focus. You're like, yeah, let's go on a road trip. Oh. And we ended up on the top of a hill in the town, like over. And you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna go down this hill. I, I we survived. You, I will say credit to you. You knew what you were doing in that oh, car. Oh, I know. Like you, you felt very, very comfortable behind the wheel of that car. Yeah, I remember. I, I know how to slide. <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny, but there is a skill in sliding. Let's do sports yeah. here. Let's do some sports. <laughs> we're not doing snow 101 here. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be a new segment. Jim's tips for driving in the snow. We might have to come up with something with that. All right, let's talk some sports. So welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. So if you are new to this show, uh, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are big sport fans uh, at all levels, pro, high school, college, rec league, whatever, you name it. We talk about sports a lot in our day-to-day lives, so we like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines here on KZYX and giving you, the listening community, the chance to call in and talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. It can be professional, college, rec league, high school, anything you want to talk about, we want to hear about it as long as it is connected to the sports world in some way. Got a lot of fun stuff on the agenda for today. Really, really looking forward to it, but... Before we dive in and open up the phone lines, Jim, I think I said this a little bit yesterday, last week, when we announced uh, that uh, this, that when we announced that this team had won a championship. But yep. for all the teams that make the playoffs in Mendocino County and the Casey Wags listening area, um, which shows how like well run and competitive these teams are, it's hard to be to get out of it and get to call yourself a champion. And we had one last week. And we get to bring them on today, and we get to talk to a champion today, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and um, I met with Cody Lowe. We had him on a couple weeks ago, and he told me this success of Mark Corey from Clear Lake High School, known as the Cardinals, just like Mendocino, by the way, yep. as the Cardinals, the first time in the history of NCS or or NCL one, two, three, whatever it was, that the same team that won their league went on to win 
the section NCS title. We're talking football. Talking football. Talking in in football. In football itself. I'm going to say this is the most successful team that I know of since Holly Sinclair and Ronnie Richter played soccer. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, in Mendo. (laughs) In Mendo, that I know of uh, in in our league. Mark Corey, are you there? Yes, I am. First of all, sorry, go ahead, Jim. It's you, dear. Well, I just want to say, Coach, first of all, congratulations. Uh, as, as we both kind of, Jim and I said there, it's it's very rare we get to crown champions from this listening area. Uh, it, it, has this, did it set in right after the game? Did it take till the next day after you won that championship game last week? How long did it take to set in and realize you guys had pulled it off and won that won the section? It takes a little while, and it's kind of it's kind of interesting because in football, in the past, I've won sections at Eureka High, and um, we didn't have state games to go to, or we didn't go to them in those days, and we did this time, and so you had to kind of like enjoy it for about 24 hours, and then you had to kind of go to the next game. So it was a little interesting in that way that you don't really get to just sit there and kind of glow in that for very long. I think finally today, just sitting back and looking at the whole season after losing last night, you kind of get to take in the whole thing because otherwise you're just in that grind mode of okay we got this week of practice we got a new team we got to prepare for yeah i remember i remember when jer told me you got to see this it was one of those moments we were just getting ready for the show i said jer check the local teams anyone still in football (laughs) he comes up and i'm not even sure he believed it at first i've never seen a score like this especially in a section champion 56 to 55, Clear Lake over who? Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent, right? Yeah. And in the championship, yeah. I was happy for so many reasons, Mark. Anytime a public beats a private in a final game, you you stole my heart. So anyway, that game in itself, not just that Clear Lake were champions, what's it? 56, 55. Just, I mean, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it was well. They they had that forty two at half, so I was I was a little worried they were going to get hang eighty on us or seventy, and I didn't think we were going to be able to score either ninety or eighty or whatever that was going to take because <laughs> the score was the score was forty one to twenty seven or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it was one of those thoughts, like uh, you know, is this going to happen? And then in the fourth quarter, for whatever reason. We we got a we got a stop and they didn't score and we hung on to the ball and yeah it was that's the craziest game I've ever been involved in ever and I've been coaching football for thirty five plus years so it, is that the kind of game I, I guess this is my my end around way of asking kind of like about the identity of Clear Lake football it, it were, are you guys as were you as a coach and your team are were, is that the kind of game you're comfortable in was something that high scoring or was that a little out of the ordinary and you guys had to adapt to that a little bit. So that's a little out of the ordinary, but we do score points, and we're kind of a spread. But we'll spread and run it. You know, we'll spread and throw it. If you, depending on what the defense is giving us, you know, if they give us light boxes, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna run the ball. And if you stack it up in there, we're gonna throw it. So we're pretty comfortable in that. But that, there was nothing comfortable about that game at any point. It was <laughs> they had very good players. And they have a very good odds. A lot of people go, well, "How'd you give up that many points?" Like because they were really, they were really freaking good. <laughs> I mean, they were, and my kids just hung in and hung in and hung in, and then we just kept making plays. You know, we went, I think on the last drive, it was eight minutes. We took us eight minutes. We took it down to seventeen seconds left in the game when we scored, 
and uh, I think it was 17 plays, which usually in high school you're going to screw it up before that before that <laughs> happens at that when you get to that point. Um, yeah, and we went for it three times or four times on fourth down and got all of them. So I think we were seven for seven in the game on fourth down. So oh, I love it. We're all I love it. That's. That's yeah. so. That's such exciting football. Like I can only imagine what that was like uh, in the, with the crowd and, and being on a neutral field. That must have been so much fun. Um, going all the way back to you, so you guys just finished your season last uh, last night. Your first game yep. of the season all the way back at the beginning of September. Did you have a sense that you were had the potential to be this good either at the beginning of the season or like when when camp started? Did did you have a sense of this was a real possibility or did it take like getting part way into the season to think, Oh, we, we could make a real run here. So it kind of all started last year. I always, I always kind of have the phrase of like, it did the, all this was a year in the making because last year we kind of lost a few games early and then we, we were in the running for our league and we, and we lost to a really good St. Helena team. And we, the, so we go to the playoffs in the semifinals and we play St. Vincent's at their place day game, the whole deal. And um, we're up 20 to seven going into the fourth quarter and we just, we lose 26 to 20 Jeez. and so it was so that was kind of one of those deals like you know and so we and they i mean again they were better than us they were they just had better players but we we hung in we just couldn't make plays in but those kids who came back they knew they could beat that team they knew they could they they had them and the funny thing i told the paper after this year's game was last year we had them and we let them go, and this year they had us and, and they let us go. And I think that was huge. And beating those guys this year was just my guys feeling not one ounce scared of them, you know, not one ounce like going to be intimidated. And they're just going to play. They're going to be all in. So, so, I mean, as 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 Jer said, it all settles in. You have this, you know. Record-setting, exciting, weird 56-55 football game. We have trouble scoring that much in NCL three in a basketball game, <laughs> and and then you have to go on to this towards the state championship, which you played last night and you lost. Yeah. And I mean, that's the weird thing about elimination, Jerry. I've said this so many times. The weirdest thing about elimination sports is. Every team loses their last game except the champion. Yeah. So you have to go out of elimination tournament with a loss unless you win it all. So what yeah. was the bus ride back last night like? Well, I always tell my kids, man, and this whole thing, only one team comes out of it with smiles. You know, and oh, that's yeah. how it is. Everybody else usually ends it with tears. The bus ride was, you know, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those deals. I mean, maybe it's cliche to say, but like, this group inspired me because they would just play like that old racehorse. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 going to run themselves into the ground and you know break a leg before they're going to quit. You know, and so it's kind of one of those deals. These guys just kept pushing like that, and there was nothing to feel bad about. I mean, we got beat by a good team. They made better plays, and we were always. I mean, we're pretty we're pretty straightforward. We either do it or we don't, and it's never anybody else's fault. And we had opportunities in that game we just didn't make happen. But it was tough. I mean, you're seeing a group of seniors that have a legacy at Clear Lake, you know, you know go. And so that's hard. You know, I just yeah. remembered something, Jared. I want to I want to run this. I, I, I had planned on running it by Mark, but but I just remembered it. Cody Lowe, Fort Bragg football coach, he told me, I think yesterday um, or Wednesday, do you really have an all-junior team? 
Or, or a lot of good juniors on your team? Yeah, we do. So basically <laughs> Did you know that, Jim? Yeah, we, we lose our linemen, but all of our running backs, we lose one receiver, um, but we have other guys. So, yeah, we have a yeah, our, what you would call, whatever. I call my big guys big skills, and then you got the little skills. So <laughs> I love it. I hate oh, that's great. Big, you know, so, yeah, so we're losing our linemen, but the rest of those guys are all coming back, you know. Wow. So, so yeah. on, on yeah. that note, this is not, I think, a question that I, I didn't think about this one until right now. We, you talked, we talked a little bit before the show. You have about 40, 40 players in the program. I think, mm-hmm. I, I would say Clear Lake, I would qualify it as still kind of small school sports, maybe not compared to Mendocino where I went. It's definitely bigger than that, but I would still put it in a, that small school group. Yeah. How do you, how do you maintain a program, especially in a, in a sport like football? Is there, are there things like, you know you have to do to keep the program going from year to year in terms of bringing in the young like freshmen and keeping the interest in the program? Yeah, so um, I coach uh, eighth grade basketball here. Oh. And when I first got here, I was missing some of those basketball player kids, you know, sure. some good athletes because they just didn't play football. Now I kind of get a relationship with those kids, and I get a few more of those kids. And if I can get two or three of those better athletes to come out, it's just a huge has been a huge benefit. I don't. I don't miss often. I have a pretty good recruiting pitch, you know, and I can, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm a decent recruiter. So that happens. Nice. And then I will tell you that we just practice different. Like when I was at Eureka, we were a big school and we had you know 40 kids on our team. We you know and we were a you know we were a run dominant team. We'd smash it around and you just can't do it at this level. You know, we're not. You just can't. And I had to change my offense. I was a wing T guy, run the ball, and I just. You know, I don't have four or five running backs, you know, year in and year out. I, you know, and you just, when my fullback got hurt, we were kind of done, you know. It was a tough deal. So we're kind of more of a spread team, you know, and I can, I can, those receiver guys, I get more receiver type guys. And if I can end up with two good running backs, then, you know, we'll use those guys. So that's kind of the difference. And you just have to, you know, I mean, yeah, you got, you got to just have these guys really, uh, buy into what you're doing and what you're selling because you're asking them to put it out there all game long, you know, without many breaks. For sure. Okay, so I I feel like, Jim, this is the first time I think I've felt like this is a loaded question that that I'm about to ask because (laughs) because I think the answer could be so obvious. So, so Coach, I'm I'm curious what what you come up with for this. So we love to ask our, our, our guests their favorite sports memories of all time, uh, whatever com- of all time and whatever comes to your mind first can be as a player, a parent, a fan, a coach, really whatever. That's why I kind of said, I feel like this is a loaded question because saying two weeks ago, being St. Vincent is totally acceptable. Um, did do you have anything else or, or anything specific that comes to mind? If someone was to ask you what your favorite sports memory is? Well, I would say, I would say that's probably taken that over. I mean, that's, sure. a, that's kind of a hard a hard question to answer, but yeah, I mean, that, that I just have, I mean, I've been in a lot of football games and I've been in some barn burners and some, you know, just back and forth games, but just that, that game and who you're playing, you know, and, um, you know, like you guys were saying, always nice to beat the private schools or as I like <laughs> to call them the parochs, um, you know, it's always nice. So that's kind of, that's kind of it. You know, I would say I'm a, I'm a Dodger fan and, uh, when huh. Kurt Gibson hit that home run in 88 or whatever it was, that was a pretty big moment because of my best friend's an A's fan, and he was in my – I did a home run trot around the uh, 
around my uh, living room, and he, he walked <laughs> out the door, and I didn't see him for two weeks after that. So that was probably one of my greatest right there. I like that one. Jerry, that's a good one to end it on. Yeah. Well, Coach, again, it's so exciting when we get teams not just make the playoffs but make runs and then beyond that actually getting over the over the finish line and win championships so congratulations to you the entire football program clear lake high school the community it's it's really cool i, I love it uh, and I, I wish you guys best of luck getting ready to defend it next year all right thank you guys all righty see you thank you so much that was mark Corey, head coach of the NCS champion Clear Lake Cardinal football program. One more big shout out to them. Uh, like I said, it's it's so rare that we get to talk to champions because it's so hard to do. Uh, really, really happy for that program and, and that whole community. So, so Jer, um, we are going to open up the phone lines. I want to get the quiz question out, but yes, but I also want to invite Clear Lake fans. Come on, if you're listening, you were there last night. Give the coach some love. If you want to call, good time to call right now. Jerry, what's the quiz question of the day? Okay, quiz question for the week. Um, oh, I, by the way, I'm sorry, 707-895-2448. Yeah. If you're from Clear Lake and you were at the game last night, give us a call, 707-895-2448. So I thought, Jim, last week that I came up with a really hard question. I thought that the question from last week was going to be tough. I thought people were going to have trouble with it. And we got a call like right away. Like, oh, it was obvious. It was Larry Bird. And I, the question was, I, I can't remember the question, but I remember the answer was Larry Bird. I thought that was a tricky question. So I don't know what to make of, of these questions anymore. Maybe this one's going to be hard. Maybe it's not. Uh, I simply want to know, uh, with the World Cup going on right now, I would like to know who won the first World Cup and what year it was. Nothing, nothing too crazy there. Uh, but let's see if anyone can come up with that. So, again, uh, who won the first World Cup and what year it was? Uh, 707-895-2448 if you want to take a crack at that. I have some other ones I'm very excited for in the next couple of weeks. I have one, Jim, that I think is going to be tricky and hard <laughs> to get the answer for, so I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, but today, Tricky's looking for okay. the answer to who won, who won the first World Cup. Tricky's okay, but... Um... <clears throat> You can't. You, you you got accused of a bogus question. No more bogus questions. I promise <laughs> there won't be any more of those. <laughs> All right. Um, 707-895-2448. Phone lines are open now for anything. Hey, oh, big big heads up to Mark Corey. I did get a text. Uh, great interview from Fort Bragg coach Cody Lowe. He says he's got three kids hanging all of them, so he doesn't have time to call. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, this day, let's talk about uh, 12 4, December 12th, In the 19... winter months. Huh? The winter months. Winter months, 12 4, 1909. This one I get to show my lousy French because I learned to speak Spanish in high school. In 1909, the Club de Hockey Canadien was invented. The Club of Hockey Canadian was invented by a couple of Canadian guys, and they became the Montreal Canadiens. That that that's a that's an amazing statement right there. That's very cool. Yeah, Oldest two, uh, operating NHL franchise. Oh yeah, and I wonder who they played at first. Who knows? Probably Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Jeez, do you know the history? How long did it go before the USA got involved with the... Oh, it was. I mean, how long... I don't know how it started. The Montreal, did they come into... They were one of the original NHL teams? Is that what we're saying? 
I, I'll, I'm working on it. Why don't you go ahead and keep going, Jim, <laughs> okay. and I'll, I'll come up with I'll, – I'll figure that I'll, – I'll keep going here. December 4th, 1943. <laughs> oh, this guy – I mean, I, I'm going to – I hope I don't sound too much like a racist on this one. Kenshaw Mountain Landis. Is that the whitest name I've ever heard? It sounds right out of the prep school in Connecticut. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. It's, it's a heck of a name. I'll give you that. Kenshaw Mountain. Kennesaw. Kennesaw. Kennesaw Mountain Landis. He was the, the uh, Major League Baseball commissioner, and that's when he allowed the first black players in to Major League Baseball. That was on the 4th of December. It took four years after that for it to actually happen. Are you kidding me? Jackie Robinson came in in 1947. So there was no black players from the time they were allowed in in 1943 until 1947? That's what the math says. Wow. Uh, So I have an answer to your hockey question real quick to go go back to that. Uh, So the the original six hockey teams in the NHL were the Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Bruins, the Chicago Blackhawks, New York the Detroit Rangers. Red Wings, and the New York Rangers. So two of the first six were Canadian teams. And and they're all still in it with the same names. I believe all those teams, it's not like basketball where, where a lot of the early teams switched cities. Sounds to me like all six of those teams are still in their same cities. I don't know that for sure. I don't follow hockey that close, but it's. I think I'm right about that one. Yeah. Um. 12-4, December 4th, 1997. I saw, I saw a video of this finally at one point. I don't know. In 1997, there wasn't a camera in everybody's hands. <clears throat> so you didn't see everything. But um, this was a big deal in the NBA. Latrell Sprewell, he physically grabbed his coach, P.J. Carlissimo, by the throat and choked him in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, and, this is one. This is one of those Jim that I I kind of like you. I had heard about it a ton more before I actually saw it. Huh? Yeah, very very similar to you in in that regard. Well, yeah, yeah, and um, say say that once more. I lost train of thought. It was similar to kind of what you said, where like you finally saw a video of it. I I oh. heard about it and then saw a video of it a long time afterwards. Like well, I I heard about this that when that happened, um, like someone brought it up, kind of thing. Yeah, but it took me a while to actually see video of it. He went after him. That could be a, um, you know, the fact that you heard about it before you saw it is is a product of it being in 1997. Because everything, everything wasn't recorded every step right. of the way, you know, right, right, that kind of thing. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Phones are a little slow here today, Jer. Well, that's okay. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. Keep, I'm, keep the I'm, show en- rolling. I am enjoying this. We got about thirty five minutes left on the sports phone. Give us a call if you can. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. It's uh. Am I going to take your role and and ask you to inter- ask you to pick a topic? 
I can if you want to. If you want to pick a topic, I'm 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 happy to. I'm happy I to take come it up with something. I take it back. I want to pick one. Okay, yeah, I was say that seems <laughs> that seems like the more acceptable thing. Uh, also, we're still looking for an answer uh, to the quiz question. Just want to know who won the first World Cup uh, that was ever uh, competed in, and then what year that was. Uh, still looking for that answer to the quiz question. All right, Jim, you are got live. Plenty of, plenty of items. Somebody what, what is live. Am I on the line here? You are live on the sports phone. Gosh, well, the answer to that question, I cannot imagine. I wish it were England, but it could. <laughs> when it was, is a good question. I mean, soccer really started in England, as you probably know, in the 1880s, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm just wondering if you guys, if you haven't already, if you're talking about the World Cup and what's been happening. Um, you know that, um, I think it was Holland knocked out. Who did they knock out yesterday? They, they knocked out the United States. They Absolutely. <laughs> I know. How sad was that? But then England did an amazing job today. I mean, 3-0 on Senegal, so they're in the last uh, eight, I think, now. Yeah, so, yeah. I, caller, I didn't I didn't have a chance to watch Senegal play, but I knew oh. that, like, that was going to be a tough match. Like, everyone's like, hey, Senegal, when it comes to African teams, Senegal's legit. So to see England put up three and win that game, that's really impressive. Yeah, really. I mean, Senegal, they're great. I mean, they had some great chances. I mean, they, they, yeah. they really occupied. I mean, I just saw the Fox, by the way, Fox Soccer has been doing some great highlights. I've been watching mm-hmm. those. Um, shout out for those guys. But anyway, um, Senegal did pretty well by the looks of it early on. But then basically, uh, you know, the finishing and the structural movement forward, the strategy, the work from England was was pretty matchless, and they just got the three in. You know, um, Kane yeah. got. I think I think Kane got the middle one, which was good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the English, the England team have been very impressive. They're a young mm. team. Um, they're very spirited and they're very disciplined as well. But it's, I think it's going to be an awesome set of quarterfinals. I mean, Germany's out, right? I think you've got what have you got? Spain and France in. I think Argentina are in. England are in. Uh, Portugal. Um, I think those are the guys that are in. So is that eight teams? Yeah. So, so the teams, there's only eight so the, left. Go so, ahead. so four, four of the eight teams. So the so the knockout bracket started with starts with sixteen teams. Yeah. Uh, the second round, the quarterfinals is eight teams. Four of right. those eight teams are in with two with four teams left to grab spots. So there's still right. there's still games that are going to be played tomorrow that will yep. determine the next the, the the final four slots. So the the two games that are set right now. Uh, in the quarterfinals, are the Netherlands are going to play Argentina, right? Um, and and England is playing France. Those are the two wow. that are set. And then there's a couple of games left uh, to still be determined. Wow. Uh, those are both going to be amazing games, Netherlands and oh. Argentina. I can't I can't imagine I can't imagine that England versus France is in a major rivalry. That's men like Mendo versus Fort Bragg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you're you're talking about a. I mean. Uh, I mean, two countries that have been competing with each other for like 300 years. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a very, very hot game. I think it's yeah. going to be a very hot yeah. game. I, for, um, for me, what I'm hoping for now that the United States is out, um, and I don't really have like a, a vested rooting interest anymore. Yeah, I I am hoping that one of these three, uh, Japan, uh, South Korea, or Morocco gets through into the quarterfinals because they're all mm. such underdogs in terms True. of who they have to play. I just think it'd be really cool if 
one of those teams could get through. So there is kind of like an underdog Cinderella in, in the final eight, oh, but they all have I, such uphill battles. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that too. I think Japan have been playing awesome actually. Yeah, yeah, they really probably have well. the best chance. I think of those yeah, of those three yeah, teams. Yeah. yeah, and it'd be great, you know, to get get an Asian team in there. Absolutely. So, what is the best team that's been knocked out? The highest ranking team that's been knocked out, Jerry? Either one of you guys? Mm. Oh, I think it it might actually be the United States. I have to I have to look it up. Um, I think it's Germany. Oh yeah, if you talk about teams that didn't even make the the knockout stage, yeah, then it's Germany. Oh okay. Yeah. 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 Ger- Germany yeah. and Belgium. If and caller, you never did make that... you never did make a guess. We. You, you you said you hoped it was England. You don't know who won the first World Cup. That that question is still. You want to take to, you want to take a to, wild guess. <laughs> I ought to know this, but I really don't. Are you going to give us the answer? Oh, we are not not yet. Go ahead and take uh, a guess. My God. Well, okay. Uh, so, can you give me the year at least or not? Uh yes. I'll give the year. That's fair. Right. Uh, it was 1930. 1930. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say England. I'm gonna say England, and I'm probably wrong. But it was it Jim, Jim wants to, you just wanted to hit the button. You just wanted to hit the button. I wanted to hear the, hit the fail button. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, Carl, that's, that, that is yeah. That's that's that is not correct. Um, your first instinct right. thinking it was yeah, it was not. Um, Caller, I have a okay. question for you, you, you actually. Another, have you if got you don't call mind. coming in? No, not yet. You're you're still good. Okay. You'll be the first yeah. to know. Carl, I, I have a I have a question if you don't mind though a World Cup related question uh, and and I think that because this is uh, something that I I went through having to think about this um now that the United States is out I think there will there will very likely be a drop in TV ratings in the United States for for the World Cup because their team is out. That's what would your pitch be to a passive soccer fan to keep watching the World Cup even though the United States still isn't it? You're asking me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. How would you do yeah, that? Well, my pitch, my pitch will be this. I mean, firstly, um, I think the United States have got an ace team. I mean, they're young. Many of those players are going to be like coming into like the full bloom, if you like, in the next four years. So my pitch will be this. For American uh, TV viewers... Stay with the game. We're talking, what is it, six or seven billion people. This is a truly world event, sporting event. Keep with it. Check it out. Get involved. You know, get thrilled. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be able to see, you know, who, who the U.S. might be up against, um, you know, in the next four years. And, and in between, you know, I mean, it's, um, it is, I mean, they call, soccer is called the beautiful game, you know. And I think it is a truly beautiful game. Um, and uh, so that would be my pitch. You know, keep watching, check it out, get the thrill, and just see. You know, what will the United States be up against in the next few years? That's a good pitch, and uh, it's, it's a better pitch than I would have made because I'm going to keep watching. I, I have every game recorded for the rest of the tournament, um, wow. but I, I that's a better pitch than I could have made. And and I'll just in very simply, I'll say, hey, please keep watching the World Cup. It's so <laughs> much fun. I think yeah. again the controversy and all the, the 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 drama aside I think it's the most exciting international sporting event way miles and miles ahead of the Olympics. I think it's so right much on, better. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks yeah. thanks for the call. Hey, pleasure and thanks for the thanks for the, the show, man. I mean, yep. both Thank of you, you great work. Thank you. It's funny. You, you know what I'm going for 
Do you know my answer to the to my second favorite international sporting event? I'm gonna guess it's the Little League World Series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I actually the Olympics too, as well. Is it just is it just total bad for the world of sports for me to say I like Little League World Ser- Series more than I like the uh, World Cup soccer? I no, mean, I, I think that's a reflection of yeah, that's true. More Americans don't watch soccer than yeah. than it is anything bad. I, I don't think it's. I think it's a simple. Simple, that, I think that, that's the answer to that. I mean, your 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 answer to making soccer more exciting is to make the field shorter, like, and and, and you want to like change it. So I think you're. I want a yeah. shot clock. You want a shot? Right, that's what you said. You want to put a shot clock into soccer. I want a shot clock. I want. Oh. I, if, if you don't see, you're part. You're one of the people that the caller was trying to pitch to. There is learn the game, enjoy yeah. the game, and and get into it. Don't you got you, you got to admit, Jer, that that I asked more questions to you about the strategy of soccer this year than I ever have. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's idea soccer, of yeah, yeah. Soccer strategy is fascinating, especially in the World Cup when. You know how many goals, especially before you get into the knockout stage, how many goals you score matters, and, and all those types of things. It's it's really fascinating. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That's the number to call if you want to talk about sports. You can give us a call at seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Yep, and we uh, got one. We got one, Jer. Yep, let's go. you're on live. You reeled me in, guys. You got me. Jeez, I was worried that there's something wrong with you, Vince. It's been a long, the longest you waited in a long time. Uh, yeah, well, I like to I like to feel it out sometimes. I'm playing the six man role tonight. You know, coming off the bench. I like it. I like it. I like, I like it. that too. <laughs> Some great. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, so first off, yeah, I knew 1930. Darn it! Come on now. Like you can't give out the part of the answer to the question so quickly, Jerry. And I'm gonna right. go with Spain. Jim. <laughs> Play it, Jim. That was a double. Okay. <laughs> so Spain. Oh, bummer. Who was guest? Spain. You guessed Spain, and and uh, what did he guess, Jerry? Oh, England. Spain and England. Right. Yeah. Go, Jerry. Take right. take with Vince for a second. Vince, what what do you what do you got? What's on What's on your mind in the in the sports world? Uh, I mean, be honest with the World Cups. Kind of been fun to watch. As much as I had, you know. An interesting conversation. I was at Los Gaitos, and uh, Argentinian bartender was, you know, as I asked, because I assumed that she'd be into Argentina, and she was like, "Oh, I can't support the World Cup because it's in Qatar." And I was like, "Interesting, you know." So it made me wonder just now when you said you think viewership's going to go down. Do you actually think <clears throat> there is a good amount of people that actually didn't want to watch the World Cup this year because of where it was held? No. How do yeah. we? How yeah. do we know? How do we no, know that? I, I, no, I, I think that for for the same reasons. I, all right, here comes pessimist Jerry. He's going to come out here a little bit. Pessimist, you know, not not the bright, not the world's always you know sunshine and rainbows. Jerry comes out here. <laughs> PJ, uh, PJ, hey, pessimist in the Jerry. in the world of sports fans. That story goes into the the the, the controversy and the the work conditions, all that. That went into the group of, oh, this is a big deal. We're going to hoot and holler about it for a little while, and then it's going to go away, and we're going to watch the World Cup. 
Uh, it's just one of those ones that there's going to be a little bit of coverage about it, and then it's going to get swept under the rug, and we're going to move on. Um, okay. Yeah, so, so I, I would. That. I would say Vince. I would say my answer to that is there are people that aren't watching because of that controversy. <clears throat> I'm not sure their level of soccer excitement, but there are some people that aren't watching because of it, Jer. Definitely, definitely. And so I think there's part of that is part of that as well, Jerry, is you because you said, you know, that you know, not viewership in the US will go down because the US is out. I disagree because I don't think the majority of people watching in the US are watching the US. It's the it's all the other you know, I mean, there's so many people from countries that live here that are still playing or just that love soccer because they're not Americans. And I think there's enough of them. And to be honest, also, if you're just an average soccer fan, the teams remaining, their games are so much more fun to watch because their fans are more into it. It, it goes back to, the, to, to when I said the England-American game was kind of boring because it just felt like a dull game compared to watching, like you watch Argentina-Netherlands next week, that's going to be crazy exciting, crazy uh, energy in the game. The crowds are going to be into it. England-France, like I assume that'll get a little bit more energy out of the, the, the English, you know, because they're not playing America. I just feel like... I'd rather watch all these other teams play because it's just more exciting. I think the soccer fans, that's a good point, Vince. The U.S. soccer fans might drop off a little bit, but the, oh, how can I say this correctly? The people cheering for the U.S. soccer team might drop a little bit, but real U.S. soccer fans, they're ready for, they're ready for some good soccer. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think I, I look at these matchups coming up so far, and it's like, wow, it, it's it's some you know the four the two games set coming up are, are going to be really exciting. And I look forward to like you, Jerry. I'd love to see Japan get in, or or, or, or Morocco especially. I love I'd love to see them get in. Um, it just yeah, it's actually a, I've never really watched the World Cup that much, but I've watched a lot more this year than I ever have, and it's it's caught my attention. Me too. I, yeah. actually, I oh, even I got into some of the strategy this year. <clears throat> it, it, it really is a, you know, it, it takes, because that's always like when they get to the extra time, I'm like, well, I hope they have at least five minutes because it takes you three minutes to set up a score sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about my idea of a shot clock in, in uh, <laughs> soccer? Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would change the game quite a bit. What if they had a two-point shot, too? Ha! Jer, okay, Jer, there we go. Vince has I'm got two-point shot. I got I got the shot clock. What rule do you want change in soccer? I, I'm not entertaining this conversation. As a soccer fan, I am I will not entertain this conversation. Come on, Jer, this is this is Americanizing soccer. It's perfect. <laughs> hey, we're gonna speed we're gonna we're gonna if we can speed up the baseball if we can speed up the baseball pitchers. <clears throat> then we can we can we can tweak soccer a little bit, and make it more exciting. I, so, I'm not. Here's, here's another one for you guys, though. Here's a beautiful thing about soccer. Have you guys seen Instant Replay yet? Is it a movie? No, no. In so in any in, in any of these games, is there Instant Replay? Oh, I so don't, I don't know. There 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 is. It's there all is. behind oh, the good. scenes. I haven't seen it yet. It's because it's all behind the scenes. Oh, they don't stop. The game. There's no stoppage in play. So 
anything. I don't know what the full scope of it is, but every goal is reviewed. Um, offsides is 100% automated. Uh, that is why you Ooh. see the flag go up with a delay. Um, that That is a 100% automated thing where there's still a referee that signals it, but they are getting a signal that it is offsides. Wow. Uh, fouls in the, or close calls in the penalty box are automatically reviewed um, to Ooh. see if there's a penalty or not. There's a there's a lot of stuff that there's no challenges inherently in soccer, but there is a lot of stuff that is reviewed automatically reviewed. Automatically. You don't have to challenge it. Interesting. I got another call, Vince. <clears throat> let's 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 uh, listen up. Give us give us a shout out in a little bit if you want. You got it, guys. Thanks. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller, you're on the air. You've been waiting a little while. I've been waiting a little while. I've got I've got the answer. Well, let's hear it. Uh, how about the question first, Jer? So the question again uh, is the first World Cup winner. The first World Cup in 1930 was won by Uruguay, four points against Argentina for two points. That's the bell, Jer. That's the winner. Okay, got in here. Yes, that is that is correct. The correct answer. Uh, the the only little like fun nugget I have about that is it was a it was a rematch of the previous gold medal game in the Olympics. Uh, like Argentina and Uruguay had played right before that in the Olympics. How, so how much before that? You mean the same players, basically? Yeah, I think it was like two years earlier, two or three years earlier. So that would mean a lot of the same players. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the same players. Yes, correct. Huh. Good question. Bye. Thank you. Well, you know, we like records and we like stats, Jer. Do you think, was was that one of the most exciting trivia questions? Did we ever get one, two, two wrong before we got it right? Oh, I don't know. That's that's asking a lot of me uh, (laughs) to try to think think back that far. Uh, That's a good question, though. 707. Eight nine five two four four eight. I got a text saying "Wow" about the Uruguay Uruguay being the uh, first World World Cup winner. So uh, one more time: seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The lines are open now. We've got a winner in the trivia trivia questions. I mean, we just a quarter of Jer and the show. No, no, we're not getting <laughs> the show that soon. I know. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We were just ready to. We're just ready to pick a topic, mm-hmm. and one of our topics at the top was um, the World Cup. So it's nice that that gentleman brought it up. Hello, caller on the air, Jim. This is Tim from Musco. Hi, and Tim. You've got to, you've got to let this um, trying to make football, well, soccer, a. Anything but a international game. It's not a U.S. game, so no shot clock. Just enjoy it for what it is. No, thank pretend you're in a, you're in a di- different country. You have a different mindset. You like the pace. You can do other things while they're moving the ball around. So there I, you I, go. Thank you, Tim. Coming Tim, to my aid, Jerry, I Jerry that. felt so strongly about that he wouldn't even comment. So. That's a good assist for you, Tim, to, to, to speak up for Jerry there. Well, Jerry was right that it, it, it doesn't be your, it, 
doesn't deserve a a rebuttal. Do you have any Do you have any takes that um that we haven't brought up? I, I like the the new. I've been watching strategy. I like the teams that. <clears throat> That just say we're gonna we're gonna play defense. You can bring everyone back and play defense till someone scores. I'll take a tie. I mean, I, I saw that in one of the games. Team, all the team needed was a tie, so they just played defense. It's, it's no. I like I like shots on goal. Get the ball down. Take a shot on goal. That's what it's all about. It's like basketball that way. You huh. gotta you gotta gotta put it through the hoop. You gotta kick it into the back of the net. Shots on goal. That's what it's all about. So in baseball, do you like uh, home run games more than pitching duels? Um, no, I'm a, I'm old school. I like uh, small ball. I like uh, you know move the man over, grind out a run. Um, uh, home runs are cool, but they get to be boring. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's so, it's uh, the my favorite thing with soccer is how it how the game can flow in the terms like it can be a very congested you know, really kind of close quarter. And then all of a sudden, you know, for one, two minutes, it opens up and becomes this really up and down high tempo sport. The, the way it flows is so fascinating uh, with that many people mm-hmm. on the field. It's, it's really, really fun to watch. Do you have a team, Tim, in the World Cup? That not, I mean, I, I just assume everyone's cheering for the U.S. that calls from the U.S. But um, do you have an, who, do you, who, do you, who do you like now? Not who do you uh, think will win, but who are you going to cheer for? I'm... I'm I just I have no favorites um, okay. on the deal. Um, U.S. is out, and and but they they broke into the knockout round, so that was good. Yeah. So no, I've got got no favorites other than that. But you're definitely watching. Um. Once again, <laughs> the answer is I'm going to equivocate. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> on, on, I I don't have a television, so I have to go somewhere. Oh so, wow! Anyway. Okay. I, I've been there. I used to have to go somewhere to watch Laker games before I had to oh. tell it. Jerry, do you remember going to a neighbor's house to watch a Laker game? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, thanks so much. Okay, carry on, guys. You're on the air. Okay, yes, sir. Thanks so much. Okay, let me turn off the radio. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good yep. now. All right, quick uh, tech question for you guys. You guys are great. Thanks for the great show, Vinny. Everybody shouts out, what's up? So I have a <laughs> funny question for you guys. It's uh, Elon Musk, as you know, is doing the Neuralink. And so I was just thinking about sports and the Neuralink, how it'll be like the Matrix. You can just download Kung Fu. Oh, I'm going to download Michael Jordan and then play basketball. I'm going to download the best stalker football player. Whatever, I'm just, I'll take my question off the air, but uh, just an AI Neuralink question, if there'll be separate categories in the Olympics, X Games, future sports, I'll take it off the air. Thanks. Wait, well, before you hang up, a little no, more... I, I'm, I'm working on it. A little more specific, Carl. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. You want to know how okay. it works, or you want to know what we think about it? Well, I want to know, we all know kind of how it's planned to work, and of course it's for the medical field to start with, to help people with, you know, paralyzed so they can walk and different things like that but elon musk wants to take it a step further and integrate it into people that can afford the Neuralink, so they will be able to so say two people have a Neuralink, like you can do a drop and a phone drop or whatever you two people will be able to just think each other's thoughts without having to text or call or talk so it'll be a mental to mental game so when you're talking about sports 
how is that going to be fair? There's going to have to be neurolink division and then normal people. Fascinating. Thanks for the call. Thanks so much. Take care. All right, Jer, I want to I say, I, I want to say this first, Jer. Go ahead. We have another call. Are you going to attempt this, before, or should I take another call? I, I, I get the other call queued up. My, my answer to that caller, and this, this is not because I don't think it's a fascinating topic. It's because I, I, I would have to, I have to go through this and understand this a little bit more, like what it actually is, before I can even put a comment into what it actually is with sports. All like, right, that, there's, a, there's a background of knowledge about this that I would need before I could actually comment. Put on, put it on the list because sure. um, um, I have no idea what he was talking about. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Caller, are you there? Three, two, one, caller. Hello, caller, you on the air? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Turn so, off your phone. Um, yeah, my phone's off. I mean, I mean everything else is off. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I assume you don't want me to turn my phone off. No, no I didn't no, mean that. We do not. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's it's really interesting when I listen to you know various people and Jim in particular talk about soccer, wanting to turn into something else. It makes me think of the people that really really like watching hundred yard dash races, but just couldn't be bothered with watching a marathon. Huh. And. It's just a mindset of instant gratification of as soon as the race starts, it's over. And, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, a shot clock or a three-point line or all these other rules or shortening the field, it almost seems like people try and turn sports into the sports that they are the most familiar with. So basketball courts, a whole lot smaller than a soccer field. Basketball's now got a shot clock. Basketball's got a three-point line, got a two-point shot. All those things are turning a sport that isn't your sport into your sport. It kind of shows inflexibility in terms of using sort of cultural relativity to understand someone else's sport instead of trying to make their sport into your sport. The, excuse me. The other thing, real quick, I, I want to just add on to that. I, I think the other thing it does is it, it shows, and Jim, this is not throwing shade at you specifically, it just shows a <laughs> lack of knowledge about the about how the game is played because people try to take the sports that they understand and apply that information to try to understand the, the, the other sport. Like for me... I, the closest analog I had to hockey originally was basketball because it was enclosed in five on five. And I tried to use my knowledge of basketball to understand hockey and I got nowhere with it. And so yeah, I had the right. same issues watching hockey that a lot of people have, have watching soccer for a really long time. So I agree with you 100% caller. And then to add on to that, I think it's just your, your, the lack of knowledge hurts that attention span. All right. I'm, I'm, um, you you did throw shade on me. You, you know whether you tried to. Or but not. I'm, I'm throwing shade on people that don't understand right, right. soccer, which is yeah. me. So yeah. uh, I want to go with this caller. Step back to a time I played. I played high school, college, and professional before there was a shot clock. Basketball, I'm talking about. Yeah. And okay. then it changed with a three point shot and a shot clock. So, I thought that improved the game. And I was a basketball player through and through. All levels of basketball. 
So, are you saying there's no room for improvement? And also, caller, do you disagree with the changes in baseball? Do you not want to see a 20-second pitch clock? I mean, how far do you want to take this? You don't want to change anything? <laughs> You're making this point. You do realize there's no right answer to this because you're talking about people's perception of what is a game or a business, if you're a gambler. The, you're, you're looking at an intersection between what people are willing to watch, what people are willing to bet on, what can get enough revenue in to make financially viable, which is different than the kids, my nephews down in Mexico that are out there playing soccer, who are trying really hard to learn what soccer is they're not trying to make soccer into something else that they think is more exciting or different. They're focusing on learning what the game is. So it, it really depends on how much you place yourself in a position of improving something that other people are quite content to use as is. So if you're talking about a television audience that gives you a different set of criteria for what you're going to want to have, you need to be able to get advertisements in. You need to do all these different things. What is a game? Well, it depends whether you're gambling on it or whether you're playing it. But you can always tweak something. Like, you could make soccer, football, into a game that would favor really, really tall people with various changes of rules. And if you came from a group of really tall people, you'd probably think that was cool. If you came from a group of short people, you wouldn't like it so much. So every change that you make benefits someone or something, and there's a loser. So change can be cool. However, change has a price. And we need to acknowledge that any time we change a rule, we're benefiting somebody. Jerry, you, you, you saw... Oregon basketball without a shot clock, and you've you've played and watched with a shot clock. What's wrong with change? There's nothing wrong with it, but again, you're trying to put you're trying to force change or suggest change on a sport you don't understand. And oh, again, get, 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 get off that for the, a minute. Get, get, let's say I know no, more there's, than. There's nothing wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with change, but. The, the changes that are suggested by, again, not you specifically, but the people like you that think soccer is boring, the changes that are suggested would fundamentally break the game as opposed to adding a pitch clock in baseball does not fundamentally change the way baseball is played. Are you changing? Wait, wait. And, and hold on, hold on. You, you had your chance. <laughs> adding in, no, and we're not going to get into the the, nit, the nitpicky of this, but adding in what the clear path foul rule in the NBA was, that that rule change does not fundamentally change the way basketball is played. If, if a shot clock was implemented in soccer, I'm, you have now fundamentally changed the game. And so that's why if if you look at all the rule changes across all sports, they don't fundamentally change what a game looks like. All right, I'm going to disagree. I'm, I'm fine gonna... with those types of rule changes in soccer. But, but let just, me just say one thing really quickly. One thing ahead. really quickly is that 
the first time that I really got an understanding for soccer and it changed how I thought about the game was when I saw a John Madden style X's and O's and lines and arrows mm-hmm. explaining the strategy, what was going on, and it mm-hmm. opened my eyes and totally changed yes. how I like the game. But now I was understanding something, so when I'm watching something that was really boring to me before. I'm um happening. Yeah, I. Jr. I want to take Jr. I want to take another call. We lost that guy. I want to take another. I agree um, with a hundred percent of what I understood because I I knew where he was going with that. And call, you're on the air. I think these changes, for the most part, are fundamentally made for commercial purposes to make it more enticing to those people that are used to a faster game. So they'll get more watchers. It's about money. Oh boy, <clears throat> I that that your statement. Can I move on? Yeah, that's it. Bye. I don't have I don't have enough time to unpack why I mostly disagree with that. Call you're on the air. You got uh, fifteen uh, seconds. Really quick. So I was joking earlier. I'm not really into changing soccer. Changes in sport happens because either it's an improvement to the game, shot clock in the NBA, three-point line, or it's because you're losing viewership, speeding up baseball because a lot of people were getting bored with how long the games were because they don't really understand how baseball is supposed to be played. I don't agree with most of the changes in baseball, but these things do happen because of, or changes in football for some of the rules are for safety. So if there's a specifically good reason to make a change, I get it. But like soccer, people are not not watching soccer. Like they, people who love soccer understand the way it's played. They don't need to see change. I'll leave it at that. I love love the show tonight, guys. Appreciate it. Chair, uh, the fundamentally change you're talking about. How can you say? That the three-point shot did not fundamentally change the game of basketball. It's still there's a there's a nuance to this that it's it changed the way basketball was played. It did not change at its core what the game of basketball is. There's a and there's a difference between those two things. And you you think one of these changes. Um, a, a shot again. Sticking with this example, a shot clock in soccer would fundamentally change what the game is. Hmm. There's a there's a there's, I stand by. There's a difference between. So, do you agree there are small, smaller, other changes that could happen in soccer? Or are you going to be? Or are you saying I, that nothing can change in soccer, but things can change no, no, no. in baseball? I I can't. Off the top of my head, think about something I would want to change in soccer. No. But that's not necessarily because I don't think there are things that could be changed. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would want to change. Hmm. I, I think at its core, it is it is a beautiful game to watch. Well, Jerry, this is a small town here in a small station, but it is 801, and I am looking for the next person who is not here. Um, sure that's in the schedule just to double check um yeah it's 
it is the schedule and it goes from manual and it stays on manual so this thing isn't switching over to npr or or, or anything else it's it's us right now mm-hmm. so um little little overtime a little <laughs> sports phone overtime and it's in a good time I'm, i would even take another call 707-895-2448 we're going a little bit of overtime here. I'm going to give it three or four minutes, and after that, we're going to end the show. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds that sounds about. I right. I, I don't buy. You're you don't buy what you specifically. There's there's a lot. I don't on. buy that the three point shot didn't fundamentally change. Um, it changed the way the game was played, but it did not change what the game is. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Back me up here. Somebody. How amazing is this? We're talking about the World Cup the whole time, and you guys are getting extra time. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't want to change that rule, right, Jim? Because extra time apparently works out. I like the idea of stoppage time. I think we should have a basketball game longer and add add all the timeouts to the end of the game. Oh, okay. That would be... So, to Jim's point, real quick... That would be a change I would be open to in soccer. And, and college soccer does this, actually. What do they do? You get rid of the concept of stoppage time, and you actually stop the clock on dead balls. Huh. Oh. That would be something I would be open to, to a conversation. What's about. the difference? Because they just add the time at the end anyways. Because cause it, it's still like there's a referee's discretion to, to all of it, oh. where it's like they're choosing how much time to add. Even within that, there's like how like how much over or under are they going to go in in college soccer at least the where i was at the division three level when the clock hit zero the game was over there was no 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 because huh. they hey. stopped the clock on dead balls even with all the fancy computers and 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 line things and in soccer is the referee just ballparking the uh the stoppage time still no no so there is somebody it's pretty keep- accurate this, yeah yeah oh, okay so really quick, just to go back to uh, the one caller, um, the Neuralink thing is basically going to connect the human brain to artificial intelligence, right? So you'll basically be able to exchange information directly from a computer to your brain and have it immediately available um, is basically what this little chip or, or something that he's created, uh, Elon Musk, to, to allow. And so I guess that caller was, was, you know, how will sports either keep that away or will it become a part of sports and you'll have to kind of, again, here's changes to sports is what he was going with. So just, just a little clarity on that narrowly. Sure, sure. Hmm. Which I think could be an interesting topic if we actually all understood it. <laughs> I, I never felt more lost with a caller. Huh. I was like, what? What is I had to look it up. I was like, what is he talking about? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, which, is, which is kind of scary technology, really. Yeah. Do you know, Jer, what, what, what they're talking no. about now? Do you have any comments? Not, no, I, I don't. Not right now. Okay. No. Next week, Jerry. Next week. Next week. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> so, I, uh, I got another one for you guys. That's something <clears throat> different. It goes to the, uh, the instant replay and stuff. Is um. I was watching a highlight from, uh, I believe, like an International League Baseball, and they're implementing a new rule where a hitter was able to challenge a ball and strike call. 
and have it reviewed. Uh, sorry, Vince, is this, this is different than a computer calling balls and strikes. It's just the ability to challenge a ball or a strike. Exactly. Yep. Huh. Which was, you know, again, for me, I'm not a big into replay. I don't like challenges. I mean, I guess challenges in a way kind of are somewhat more acceptable than just general instant replay. I I don't know. so I was, for me as a baseball realist, I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Just as bad as the computer umpire. But, you know, it was the first step I see, you know, coming maybe before the full automated umpire. Just something yeah, different. Something yeah, else out there next to time. It's, it's coming. It's, uh, it's, it's creeping up for sure. Let's take one more call, Jerry, and then end it for tonight. All right. You guys, guys. Last call. You're on the air. Yeah, I'd like to make a comment on the Neuralink idea. I don't know if you've been following in the world of chess. There's been big scandals lately with world champions saying that people are cheating. Basically, in today's world, artificial intelligence, computers, will win every chess match. Against the absolute best human in the world, you win every one. So big scandals have been happening recently where people are finding ways to use uh, artificial intelligence or computers in games different ways there whether it's you know some little thing that's buzzing on your back telling you what to move or there's all different ways people are are cheating so it is illegal to do that and so they have other computers and systems they're using to try and see if you're using artificial intelligence so it means that if somebody has a neural link that person wins every game until somebody gets a better neural link so this is already going on in the use of computers to win a game, which is a strategy game, chess, and um, huge scandals going on, people refusing to play other people at the very top levels of chess as we speak. So this is not some hypothetical out there in the future. It's going on now. We just haven't implanted one in the person's brain yet. Huh. Okay. Thank you. You know, that makes that makes sense. I, I I would have one follow up to that, but I know Jim, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here because but but we can maybe get into it another time because I thought I had one follow up thought to that, but we can we can keep going here. Thank you, caller. All right, bye. appreciate your calls all the time. Yeah, you you got something else to um there uh, apparently um no no I the, like I said I'm not sure how much longer we're going for so I didn't want to go too deep into that. Uh, I've been told by the higher ups that they're working on it. They're working okay. on it. I've got to get out of here pretty soon, but let's, um, <clears throat> I guess my response to that would be then would be if, if we have a second would be like, okay, I see how that, that matters in a sport like chess, uh, or a game like chess, but, but how would that matter in a, in a game, in a, in a sport or game, whatever you want to call it, when, where there's physical skill involved, because like, I don't see how this would I don't see how knowledge necessarily could impact physical skill in, in the same way as I could, I could absolutely see how this could be something of a problem in, in, in chess. But Jer- in, 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 a, in a different environment, I'd be curious what the potential implications of it would be. Jer, I have one, one more question for you, and this can be a quick update. Um, you know, we've had callers that have always said that we have to keep up on this. There's a certain core of the sports world that is still rooting for and trying to stay up to date with the Brittany Griner situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was something I read that you sent me once that in one form of protest, no WNBA players are playing for Russian teams because that was their biggest. Oh yeah, I, I don't even. I don't even know if, if form of protest is like the right answer to why they did it, as much as they didn't feel safe going back there. Oh, is as wow. much of part of as hey, two part two sides to the same coin. I, I would yeah, argue as well. Yeah. yeah, there was a a story that came out a while ago. This is from mid late September. Uh, about a bunch of WNBA players that announced that they weren't going to go play professionally in Russia in the offseason because outside of the WNBA, Russia and China, I believe, are kind of the two primary places that WNBA players go in the offseason to make money and, and keep playing. Uh, and yeah, there was a big story about how a lot of them are not going to go to Russia. And I think it was a combination of one, yes, out of protest, but then two, it's same side of the co- same, other side of the same coin was they just didn't necessarily feel safe going back there. I, I never heard that take on it. That actually makes sense, makes more sense than my just radical thought of they're not going there because. They're, but they're both again. It's I it's think one it's of the, the same. same thing. Yeah. In, in in a way. Yeah. All right, Chair. Um, it's eight ten. That was ten minutes of uh, stoppage overtime. Call it whatever you want. In, in in honor of the um, the World Cup. Um, see you next week. All right, we're going to wrap it up. I'd like to thank Mark Corey, uh, head coach of uh, of Clear Lake Football, for joining us at the beginning of the show. We'll be back next week. That'll be Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, December 11th. Until then, thanks, everybody. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.